Welcome back, everyone. This is NYU Grads Daily Podcast. It is Monday, December 18th. If you are already celebrating holidays, I want to wish everyone a happy holidays. If you're just quiet quitting at work, just trying to uh, wait it out till the last few days of the year, I wish you all success in procrastinating and not getting too busy this time of year. Uh, New York City has had some crazy weather, but the tourists and holiday shoppers are out in force. Um, I did go around the city today to run some errands after market uh, closed, and the rain had finally stopped. And one thing that kind of uh, was alarming was, while yes, we had a powerful storm, it was just a rainstorm. And the storm surge uh, was quite apparent on uh, Manhattan Island. Um, the Hudson River and the East River were just, uh, you know, kind of boiling over onto the sidewalks everywhere I went. Um, pretty scary, you know. It wasn't even like a hurricane. It was just a strong uh, rainstorm. But I digress. Let's go through the numbers. So we had another powerful uh, breath day. Uh, the complexion was quite uh, contrasting if you look at the Dow versus the NASDAQ. But we had 841 new highs versus 168 new lows. So the um, bullish impulse is still alive and well going into the last two weeks of the year. We had 48% of shares advancing versus 46% declining. 22% of shares are below the 50-day moving average. And 35% are below its 200-day moving average. When you take a look at the complexion of the day, though, the Dow closed fairly um, right at where we closed on Friday. So it was almost unchanged. It was up 0.86%. So less than a percent, obviously. Less than, uh, nothing really to write home about. Basically where we closed on Friday. NASDAQ closed up 90 points or 0.61%. The S&P 500 closed 21 points up up uh, 0.45%. Let me backtrack. The Dow basically closed up 0%. It closed up 86 points, 86 cents. Uh, I can't get my words out today. Uh, looking at the Magnificent 7, it was a mixed bag. You had Microsoft up half a percent, NVIDIA up 2.4, Google up 2.5%, Meta up 2.9%, Amazon up 2.73%, uh, Tesla was down 0.56%, and Apple was down 0.85%. But nothing out of the ordinary today. Um, the S&P and the NASDAQ closed near the highs of the day, and they're poised to just close here at near record prices. Uh, as I mentioned, for, for weeks now, uh, even before the rally, what did I say? We needed three ingredients for the sell-off to stop and to reverse. Number one, we needed breath to improve. 
because during that July through October time frame, we were seeing a thousand new highs. I mean, a thousand new lows every day versus like 50 new highs. We needed to see that change. So we did that. Uh, now we're seeing a thousand new highs and 90 new lows. So we're good there. Uh, we also needed to see yields, the 10 year specifically, go under 4.5. That's what I said. And we've done that. We've smashed it. We're basically under 4% on the 10 year yield. So we're good there. And we needed to see the Magnificent Seven, uh, at which time back then when I brought this up, they were all below their 50 day moving average except for Microsoft. They're now uh, relatively holding their ground with their moving averages. So all of the ingredients are there for that bullish impulse. And we got the bullish ramp. Um, we got some uh, thievery or trickery from the FOMC and, and the sell side last week. Um, and I'll talk a little bit about that in a second. So all the ingredients are there for us to close near all-time highs. Um, speaking of which, um, how do I want to address this? without going too, uh, too much of my opinion on this. So basically we're at the end of the year and this is when a lot of Wall Street makes their bonuses. This is when a lot of executives make their bonuses because the higher their stock prices, uh, the higher their bonuses because they're, they're incentivized in their compensation package uh, for shareholder um, for shareholder returns. So last week, the FOMC on Wednesday uh, notes or announcement came out. Jerome Powell went on the podium and spoke. And while he said on the podium, we're still fighting inflation, the dot plots mentioned that everyone was expecting three plus rate cuts next year. So once that announcement was over, all of the sell-side media, CNBC, uh, Yahoo News, wherever, was basically like the Fed has pivoted and stocks skyrocketed. Then 48 hours later, we see the New York Fed president uh, backtrack saying, oh, I, I, we never said that. And then the Chicago Fed president says over the weekend on, on Monday, oh, you know, I was very confused about the stock market rally after our FOMC announcement. So they're already backtracking. I was suspecting that, you know, they're in a blackout period right now. So uh, don't expect too much news out of the Fed until after the new year. But I was expecting them to wait until after Gen 1 to start walking back uh, this rate cut expectation. Um, so there's a lot of engineering going on right now. I'll be very, very careful. We're highly oversold. I'm, I'm sorry. We're highly overpot, and the VIX is still, in my view, zero. Whether it's 12, 10, 5, 2, we're at a point where they can't push this further they might be able to sustain the level longer but the VIX is not going to zero 
just like when um, back in I think 2021 where like oil the clearing price went negative per barrel of oil like there are times in the market when things are in such imbalance and mispriced you have to pounce so I, I hope you have time over the break to uh, talk to your CF, um, your certified financial planner or your broker and look into buying insurance or hedging your longs because insurance to protect your longs is uh, almost free. It will never get cheaper than this. Um, with that said, I want you all to keep watching yields, keep watching uh, inflationary commodities like oil, gold, silver, copper, because if the narrative of Fed cutting rates is strong enough and Wall Street telegraphs this and stock prices rise, interest rates go down, home prices rise, multiple bidding offers on homes, wages rise, that's inflation. The dollar drops, that is the definition of inflation. And if Jerome Powell and the Fed has to come you know, onto a, a press presser and say, hey, we need to now refight inflation and raise rates again, one, people will be sad. Two, who's going to believe them that they can do it? And I think if that scenario happens, you're going to see hyperinflation. Because not only then are the global economies going to look at the U.S. dollar as a depreciating reserve currency, because man, they can't they can't fight inflation, and they're going to just print this away, um, causing even more inflation. Um, so no one is going to believe the Fed the second time around that they can fight inflation. So. Although I don't know if rates are going to go up or down, I don't know if the dollar is going to go up and down, it's important to watch what will happen to those levers. Um, so the game becomes a little bit more complicated for sure than my three stools of watching for a reversal because now you have to add inflationary commodities as well as um, currency pairs but you're just adding basically a few uh, commodities like oil gold silver to your watch list and I'll keep uh, reporting on this on the daily podcasts um, speaking of which before I forget on housekeeping uh, today's Monday December 18th I will start to um, uh, be offline after Wednesday of this week on uh, December 20th. Uh, what I will try to do is uh, reshare some of the most um, listened to and popular podcasts since the beginning of July. Um, and I also will post anything in written form if anything crazy happens between now and the new year. And I will also be updating the Substack Notes, which is intraday, kind of like X slash Twitter type feed. If you don't follow me there, please do. Um, and then one last bit of housekeeping. Um, 
I think there's been almost 150 new free subscribers in the past two weeks, so I want to welcome everyone. Um, one of the promotions that I started back on Black before Black Friday was uh, a 33% discount on a premium subscription at a future date because the premium subscription has not launched yet. So all you would have to do is subscribe and pledge a future premium subscription. Substack will take the credit card number, but they don't charge the credit card until the premium service goes live. And I don't expect that to go live until 2024 sometime once we reach about 3,000 total subscribers. We're right now at about 1,900. So um, it's a risk-free way to lock in a 33% discount, which is almost almost four months free of the premium service. And uh, there's no risk or cost to you. Uh, you can cancel it at any time. Uh, and the instructions will be on the show notes. But all you have to do is subscribe for free. And then the subscribe button becomes a pledge button where you can either pledge monthly, annual, or a founder's pledge. So I wanted to just make a quick reminder on that discount. It'll run till January 1 uh, while during this quiet period. We're just all like hopefully spending time with our families. Um, and then the last bit is I posted something today on Substack, but I had a early preview edition uh, to a new book that's coming out uh, by Bill Cara, who is a mentor of mine for a long time. Uh, it, the book is called The Maverick Investor's Handbook. And while everyone has different styles of investing, there are different uh, journeys of their investing uh, journey or different points of their investing journey, um, this book is really focused and tailored to either novice traders who are just starting out, they're like 18 to 24 years old, but they want to invest for the long haul and be successful. Or it's geared towards uh, older folks like myself uh, who are like 45 plus who has the end goal of retirement in sight and they want to manage their own money because let's say I'm just hypothetically speaking here between the 2000.com crash, the 2007 great financial crisis, and potentially what may be coming around the corner or even during COVID crash, they feel that their certified financial planner or broker is not doing them justice or it's just the same old, same old stay invested and anyone can make money now uh, earning, you know, just being invested in the Magnificent Seven. So what advice do you truly get? If you feel that way, the Maverick Investor's Handbook is a great starting point to uh, really focus in on, depending on your risk profile, um, Bill Cara will give you a starter recommendation of a um, portfolio of 10 different Dow 30 stocks. Uh, and you can have you can mix and match, so you can still build your own portfolio. And the whole goal is to be self-directed. And he'll be giving you um, kind of the play-by-play uh, -play how to do this over the long haul. I think there will be a very big market for this uh, type of investing. 
because it uh, smooths out some of the riskier parts of the market and you're just looking at very high quality uh, Dow stocks, Dow 30 stocks uh, and companies. Um, it's not for the day trader, it's more for the long-term investor. Uh, there is a component for uh, dividend slash income earning investments as well. So keep an eye out for a post when that book is available for purchase. I highly recommend it. I read the whole thing. I've actually helped edit a few parts and, and have contributed uh, where he could potentially improve and he's already made those changes. Uh, I, I understand this is not for everyone, right? Some folks want to be more active and uh, proactively manage their portfolio, but not, not everyone does, right? And this is another reason why I want uh, to interview you, the subscriber, because there are many ways of investing and trading, there, and those two things are t totally different subjects. And I think as a community, as a group, we can all learn from each other different styles, different time frames, uh, options, uh, ETF only, uh, crypto. So there's a lot to learn from each other. And I think um, between the community, some of my mentors, uh, some of the great uh, Substack and content um, producers like Adam Taggart, uh, Herb Greenberg, uh, there's just a lot of knowledge out there that we can all learn from. And I'm trying to not only curate and provide my knowledge, but also curate high quality points of view that can contrast and complement each other so we all can learn and decide for ourselves what is right for our own style and time horizons. Uh, but um, I want to thank everyone again for a wonderful year of Substack and the podcast. I still cannot believe it. I've podcasted over 107 times since the July 4th break. So if you've enjoyed my content, uh, I would uh, be honored if you pledge. But even more so, if you know someone in your family or network that you feel would benefit from this content, just shoot them an email. They can subscribe for free. My podcasts are free, and I try to keep this under 15 minutes daily, uh, give or take a few minutes. Uh, but with that, I'll see you guys after the Tuesday session. Have a great one.